It's no secret, I prefer my money in productive assets rather than it sitting in a bank account absolutely getting destroyed by inflation. So while most people find comfort in having cash in the bank, I actually prefer having no cash in the bank apart from my emergency fund, but having that money sit in productive assets, multiplying and providing me passive income. So in this video, I wanna share with you exactly how I'm investing in 2022 and across which assets I'm going into. If you are interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. And if you have been watching the channel for a while, I like Australian real estate, I like cryptocurrency, NFTs and trading cards. So that's exactly what I'm doing this year as well. But in addition to that, I'm also going in heavy into my business and reinvesting a lot of profits into building up my business as well as a few secret projects, which I can't really talk about right now. But if you are interested in sort of knowing about that first, then definitely join me on Patreon and join the Patreon community. If you join the VIP premium tier, that is where you're gonna get the most value after the mastermind. Obviously with the mastermind, there's a limit of how many people can come in. So that's why it's very much first in, first serve basis. So keep an eye on that. But apart from that, you can get into the VIP premium group and that's where I talk about all of this stuff on a daily basis. So let's kickstart with cryptocurrency. For a lot of us, we all expected that cryptocurrency was gonna take off and have this parabolic move at the end of 2021. I was saying that in Q1 of 2022 is when I'm probably thinking we see some sort of local top, if not the entire top, after which point we see the bear market. Now, the way that it's playing out, we may actually consolidate for much longer than that. And we may see this drawn out for the next sort of couple of months, potentially into next year as well. So with that, and keeping in mind, we haven't seen this parabolic move, what am I doing? I'm gonna to continue to dollar cost average into my favorite projects. You already know that I don't like to invest into Bitcoin simply because I'm not holding for the long term in this cycle. Now, if the cycles do change up and we don't actually see this huge bear market, then I will change up my thesis and investing strategy. But for now, I still think we are going to see a parabolic move, which will then follow into a bear market. Now, I don't see the bear market lasting about three years. It could be much shorter than that, but with that volatility is huge opportunity. So for me, I'm dollar cost averaging into my favorite projects. If you are interested in knowing that, obviously in Patreon, I talk about exactly what I'm buying and when I'm buying those. Next up is NFTs. Now the thing is, NFTs are going through a massive bull run right now, but that's not gonna last forever. Everything has its cycles, especially NFTs, and it's super speculative. A lot of these projects that come out, quite garbage to be honest, there's so much of a supply coming into the system with crappy projects. There are a few that are blue chip and mid tier, which you can definitely check out a video here. I'll link it up here as well. So my focus this year is almost to go through and build my positions in crypto, take some of those profits and roll them into the blue chip stuff in NFT. The thing with NFTs, the prices do move and fluctuate quite a bit. However, the blue chip stuff isn't going anywhere. And I firmly believe that if a lot of these projects actually execute on their roadmap, bring in the utility, and the start of the metaverse actually comes into play over the next couple of years, I think these are gonna be unattainable with the prices that they're gonna actually fetch. So for me, that's how I'm positioning myself with crypto into NFTs and vice versa. Now with both crypto and NFTs, the way that I like to run these is having a hodl bag. So the long-term bag that I you know, don't really muck around with and don't take profits on and whatnot. And then I have what is my trading account. In the trading account, I'll go in and let's say for instance, for a cryptocurrency altcoin, it goes up by 20 
20% today because it's had some massive announcement, I'll actually take quite a bit of profits on that and then roll that into another project that I think has good fundamentals but hasn't really taken off yet. And I continue to repeat that process. While in the same time, I do that with NFTs. I have the HODL bag, which I'm not planning to sell. And then I have some of those NFTs that I actually go in with the intention to flip. And once I take those profits, I may go in accumulate some of that and buy another blue chip to then park aside for the long term. Next up is trading cards. Now with trading cards, 2020 was such a mixed year where the first quarter of the year was absolute FOMO. People were just jumping into anything they could buy and by the end of the year, nobody wanted to touch trading cards. This is why I believe cycles exist. We know that it doesn't matter how much euphoria there is in any asset class, we need to have pullbacks and it's healthy for corrections to occur. So the same things happen in trading cards. Now, do I think we're gonna have a V-shape recovery across Pokemon and Dragon Ball Super? Probably not. But what I do see happening is that this is an opportunity for people to start building out positions and start building and accumulating the real blue chips of that space. I included, we'll be looking at this in 2022. Now, I don't think this is something I'm gonna prioritize in say the quarter one or quarter two of the year, but I will definitely be looking at this as we get into quarter three and quarter four of 2022. Why am I waiting till that long? When you look at something like Pokemon cards, they have a huge supply incoming with existing sets and the new sets that are getting printed. The reason they have so much supply is because 12 months ago, they were having a lack of supply. So what they need to do is then change up the motors, change up the printers, and then start printing to that demand. However, the demand's dropped, yet the supply is gonna be coming in at here. So what's gonna happen is that we are going to see some of the prices move down or consolidate for a while. During this time, my money is better spent elsewhere, like in NFTs and in crypto. But once we start seeing that sort of slow down and we start accumulating, rebuilding for a base as to what people think is the floor price, I will start coming in and buying up Pokemon cards, flesh and blood, cards and Dragon Ball Super cards. Now, I personally prefer the sealed stuff. If you can just buy that, stack it away, uh, you'll be sitting quite pretty. But at the same time, I do like opening packs. So when I open those packs, I sometimes get a rare card and that rare card can go and get graded. And then from there, I can profit it that way. So that allows my income to continue flowing as I flip. But again, I have the same mentality the HODL bag, as well as the trading account. The trading account allows me to continue in the game and allow me to increase my holdings in the HODL bag, which I plan to not sell for at least the next three to five years. And before I talk about Australian property, definitely smash that like button and share this video to someone that's maybe a bit pessimistic in this market right now, thinking that the world's coming to an end, inflation's through the roof, interest rates are going higher. They might have a different perspective here. With Australian property, I made a dedicated video on this channel around why I plan to buy about $5 million worth of real estate in 2022. I will link that video in the description below as well as a video popping up here. That's a video with my trusty whiteboard, so I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Now, the idea that $5 million, it could be four, it could be six, but the idea here is that I wanna utilize cheap debt that's still available in the system. I'm very optimistic about the market, but I'm very logical about it as well. I don't think all areas will take off. I also think there's certain areas that will outperform certain areas, and I also don't think what worked two years ago will work now. So as long as you're active in this market, you understand and you research, as well as talking to agents and property managers, you get a fairly good idea of what's happening. Now, I'm in a fortunate position because I run my own buyer's agency. So of course I can talk with the team. We have so much around research, around so much activity, and we have trends as well as knowing my own personal experience with property. That as a combination allows me to be in the best position to buy. Now, the last time I actually bought property was actually in Feb and March of 2020, which is when most people were scared. Now I see uncertainty being around in the system
happen this year as well. So this is why Q1 and Q2 of this year, I will be going quite heavy into purchasing property. Now, if that does mean I purchase in Q3 or Q4, that's not gonna be the end of the world, but I would rather get my purchases in earlier in the year rather than waiting for the retail market to start coming in. The ideal position I would like to have by the end of this year is that the passive income I generate from my real estate covers all of my expenses day to day. If I can manage to do that with my new purchases and my existing portfolio, that'll allow me to invest all of the money I make through my business into the business as well as my secret projects and into cryptocurrency and NFTs. This allows me to continue investing about 80 to 90% of the income I generate into investments. The money makes money, that money makes more money. It's velocity of money. I'm sure I've spoken about it here before. <laughs> The continued equity growth in all of the assets allows me to continue building those positions for the long term, building that machine, as I've said before. But the income that comes through, the cash flow, allows me to live the life I want to live, have the lifestyle component, and not rely completely on my business and the way that I conduct business just for a monetary gain. I absolutely love making these videos as well as going out there and running my buyer's agency to help people like yourself. But that doesn't mean I want to go out there and run it like a true businessman where I'm going in and working 16 hours a day. That doesn't excite me. I'm still in my 20s. I would like to continue enjoying that lifestyle and traveling a lot. So for me, it's important that I get the cash flow, allows me to live my lifestyle, and the equity growth and the capital growth I get from my assets will allow me to continue building those positions, which means my lifestyle continues to increase as well. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video, and if you have, definitely drop me a like and comment down below what are you investing in in 2022. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks, guys.